behind closed doors. I was really spinning my wheels when I created such a facade and identity on social media to help people. And behind closed doors, I was becoming more and more lost. And my online life wasn't lining up with my offline life. Has Jesus transformed your life? If he has, then I want to share your story. My name is Kelly, and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. Hi friends, Kelly here. Just a quick note, some topics discussed may be sensitive to some listeners. I keep the language clean, but there are adult themes involved. Please be advised this podcast is for adult audiences only. Thank you. Now on to the episode. Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me Your Testimony. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ella, and I actually reached out to her on YouTube. I found her video, and she was giving her testimony about how she was in like the New Age movement, just really deep into that, and through the Lord's grace, she found him, and her testimony is so compelling and so beautiful. And I'm so glad that she's able to share with us. So I'm going to introduce Ella and let her share her testimony with you. Yeah. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. And yes, by the grace of God that I am here today, able to share this testimony of of how Jesus really saved me from a life of sin and yeah, just dabbling in all of the new age modalities uh, that is in the world today. So um, basically an overview of, of my testimony is pretty much... My entire life, I was yeah, searching for healing and wholeness. I grew up in a household where I pretty much believed the lie about myself that I was never good enough. And so pretty much it was pretty normal for a kid to kind of grow up and then to basically form an identity and trying to be the best in everything that I did. And yeah, I really just started a business when I was 18 and I basically went on a relentless pursuit for for truth. and. I pretty much spent my entire life just trying to search for healing and wholeness and finding the answers. Like I knew that there was something greater than what we had in front of us, but I pretty much just everything I could get my hands on, everything I could get my money on, I did. I did everything from tarot cards, crystals, Reiki, and found myself in a lot of the, you know, occult practices, you know, NLP, hypnosis, and just all of the new age movement, and pretty much spent a lot of money in coaching, workshops, business seminars, leadership camps, uh, orgasmic meditations, pretty much everything that this world has to offer as a counterfeit of spirituality, I searched for and in everything other than Jesus. And so this, you know, relentless pursuit of, you know, witchcraft and, and all these different things, I had pretty much come to a place where I wanted to, yeah, really just help people. And I did my keynote speakers training and probably about two years before I was really saved was when 
it really started to to really ramp up where I had pretty much formed a following online uh, of video blogging and motivational speaking and keynote talks. And it's when really my behind closed doors, my I was really spinning my wheels when I created such a facade and identity on social media uh, to help people and behind closed doors. I was becoming more and more lost. And yeah, just really my online life wasn't lining up with my offline life. And um, yeah, pretty much $150,000 down. I moved back home. I burnt out and I pretty much ended up crying out to something this time and not the universe. And pretty much two weeks later, I was sitting at my window and God had placed a lot of beautiful, fruitful Christians in my life to just plant some seeds along the way. And I remember crying out to God and I just said, you know, God, if you're real, um, help me turn my life around and I'll spend the rest of my life telling people it was because of you. And lo and behold, in that moment, I just had this peace enter my heart and I experienced and I encountered Jesus. It was by by far the most amazing moment of my life. And it's just like the air had completely changed. I just felt this incredible peace. And I just remember in that moment, I was like, oh, Oh God, I get it now, you know, and it didn't take long before God had really surrounded me with his love. And within a week, I had pretty much thrown out all my occult items. I had pretty much cut myself off from all of my online community and I spent some time offline and and three years on, uh, you know, God has really, you know, by his grace, he has really cleaned up my life of so much of the sin I was living in. And it, the rest is is history. There's so many beautiful things that he has done. And in that moment where Jesus had really saved me, it's there's such a contrast with how I used to live my life compared to now. And life in Jesus is so beautiful and it's so peaceful. And, you know, praise God, praise God for you know, his redemption and praise Jesus for, for me being here. Yeah, it's so different. So, yeah, that's pretty much just an overview of of how I've come uh, to today. That is so amazing, Ella. And the fact that you got so deep into that and you still felt like you were needing something. Like, I know that feeling. It's like you feel like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to buy those shoes or I'm going to work with these crystals and it should make me feel better in that moment, maybe for a second. You still feel empty. And honestly, even more so. I I never did anything um, specifically with like crystals and stuff, but just materialistic things in the world, things that the world was telling me that would make me happy, that would make me feel at peace, would help with anxiety, only lasted just minutes or hours. And then I would be left wanting and actually even more so. Do you you kind of um, know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes, absolutely. I um. I think that's probably one of the biggest deception I was living in was because I was doing things like manifestation and looking to the universe and and had crystals and tarot cards. It was definitely exactly what you're saying. It was just a temporary fix. And I think that is a bit of a deception where we'll kind of write a list of things that we want. And all of a sudden, by manifestation through the universe in the small counterfeit power spirituality or whatever we think we're in, uh, we see a little bit of synchronicity and then we go, oh, wow, there's something here. And and yeah, definitely, it is definitely a temporary fix and it's all very much on the surface and because it doesn't have the power of the Holy Spirit, there's no, there's no real lasting change that's transformation and that is soul deep. Um, so I have, yeah, definitely resonate with that. You found him about three years ago 
the way that you live your life now, how has it changed for you? Mm. Yeah, well, the first the first thing that I the biggest difference in my life is just how how releasing and free my relationships are. I mean, so many areas of my life have changed, but I think before I was in relationships with men because I never knew my security or identity without a relationship. I also didn't know how to be in a relationship without setting boundaries and feeling fearful of being rejected if I didn't conform to a certain, you know, way to please people. And yeah, that's that's probably the main the main area where I look back and I go, God, like I love how I can be in fellowship with my brothers and sisters. And I love that I don't live under the oppression anymore of certain, you know, coverings of say work or family members. It's my relationships are so releasing and free. And I love that I can walk into a room and not feel rejected anymore. I think rejection is one of, you know, one of the main tools of of the devil to really isolate us and really attack our identity in God. I, yeah, I love that's one of the areas. I also, um, pretty much when I came to the Lord, I had very little money in the bank and he has restored my finances. I lost all passion for the photography business I was in. And after three years, I have seen his goodness over that. And there's been an open heaven over the business and he's really restored my passion back and he's bringing clients in. And yeah, I haven't had as much money in the bank as I have today. Praise praise the Lord. Like it's just the secondary Um, things of what he's doing in my heart. I find that now in leadership in the business, I don't feel, you know, like a burden on my team for asking things of them and just so many areas and just, just so much more freedom in my heart to, to be myself and to know that I'm accepted and I'm loved and I'm valued in Christ. And I never knew who I was before in Christ. I never knew that it doesn't matter who I am, that I can be myself where I am right now and not be perfect and hide behind a facade of being perfect and I'm still cherished and valued and I'm still a blessing to those around me. So, um, yeah, and there's many other areas as, as well um, that I, yeah, it's just, and, and I suppose in in terms of, you know, in, in our church family, I, yeah, I, I love to sing and I love to worship and, yeah, God's just really put me in a beautiful team of worship and it's just all of the dreams and desires and the gifts that God had already placed in my life when I didn't know him, they were there, but I can see now in him that all of it's because it's used for all of his glory. He's just looking for, you know, people to yield our hearts to him and just use the gifts that he's given us for his glory. And it's, yeah, probably partnering with him in my life, knowing that he is the rock in my life. That's probably the main, the main difference, knowing that there's an anchor in my life. So the the thing that you touched on is the identity part and I know maybe a lot of people can relate to this. I, I was one of those girls that would every six months I would like change my hair color <laughs> or just just didn't know who I was. And I was trying to be popular or just be um, with the crowd type of thing. And the strange and beautiful thing about knowing who you are in Christ is that those things don't matter. And it's so freeing to have that, that self-worth, know who you are, know how you're loved and know what you're supposed to be doing with your life. It's just like, it's almost like walking on air. And of course, bad things happen. No one ever 
no one ever promised that bad things wouldn't happen. I think that's a huge misconception of Christians is that we're supposed to be perfect and that we never mess up again. And that's just not true. We, we all mess up. And I think the big difference is that when you do eventually sin again, you feel that conviction. Whereas before you wouldn't really care. It would just be like a normal day and it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, do you have, do you have anything to touch on as far as, you know, how you feel about your identity now? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I love what you just said as well. It's that misconception that we need to be perfect. And if there's anything that God has really shown me incredibly and immeasurably beyond what I could ever understand is that I used to think that Christians had to be perfect. And as we come to know God and we are accepted into his kingdom and we begin to seek him, we realize more and more as we know God just how much more and more we need a savior because we are not perfect and that I'm being perfected by the one who paid it all on the cross for me. So it's so relieving to me to know that, oh, okay, so God, you're not after me just being perfect. You're not after this good girl who achieves and makes you proud and comes first at everything is that in you, Lord God, I know that you give me strength to just do what I what I need to carry out for all of your glory and your will. So he already loves us, values us no matter where we're at. And I think, yeah, I, I really, that was one of the biggest um, misconceptions I had was that, oh, you know, Christians are meant to be perfect. And, um, but no, it's, it's the total opposite. If ever, I think as well, people perceive that when you come to Jesus, life is easier. <laughs> and if ever, it's like, it's been such a refreshing thing to go, well, Lord, like if ever walking with you is not easy, if ever, you know, dying to self can be very painful and dying and like all the sin that is burnt out of our lives, that sanctification process can be a, a process that, um, that I never really imagined. I thought, you know, being a Christian was just about, you know, being happy and coming and worshiping on, on a Sunday. Yeah, more and more. I love so much how as more and more things have been revealed and by God's grace, he has shown me where I still need to be in Christ. It's so releasing and freeing to just know that my desperation for Jesus becomes more and more. And I love that. That's my constant prayer. It's like, Lord, show me how desperate I need to be for you. Show me in every moment. I want to be on my knees. I want to be yielded unto you. I want to just be close to you. Like I can't live without your presence. And I just love that because it becomes, we go deeper and deeper. I used to think that we would just get cleaned up by God at the very start and we'd be good to go. But the deeper and deeper we go, the more and more we get humbled and we go, okay, Jesus, like, well, I actually need you a lot more than what I imagined. So, and, and I love that. And I love that that's so freeing because once we receive that by faith and we know that to be truth, it's like all the burdens and weight just gets lifted off us to know, oh, okay, well, this is how it's meant to be God. So I love that. And you've given me this just as a gift by your grace. Okay, well, I'm, I can't understand it on my understanding, on my logic, but I'm going to roll with that and just receive it and receive Jesus Christ by faith in, in all of its fullness, whatever that looks like. So, <laughs> One of the things is obviously you have ears. You can hear that Ella is from Australia. And one of the really cool things that really helped me, that proved to me that the Bible was real, that Jesus was real, that the gospel was real, 
because I was that person. I needed proof. I needed evidence. I, I needed um, concrete answers. And the fact that she can feel the very same way about Jesus, she can feel the Holy Spirit dwell inside her just the same as I can thousands and thousands of miles away. And, it, and this happens all over the world people who accept Christ. And I, that is so mind-blowing because there he was this person 2,000 years ago in a very, very small area. And if he was truly just a nobody, we would not know him today. But because because he was the Messiah, that's why we know him. And it is just, it kind of blows my mind because you think about how history is and how we know things were a fact, like we know kings existed and, you know, just history of the world, but then people can still doubt Jesus. And it's like, well, then you'd have to doubt everything else in history because he's actually has the most proof of being here, the most witnesses. And I don't know if, if someone's listening and they, they're having a hard time grasping the, the language that Ella and I are using, I just encourage you to actually do some research on your own. And if you if you're like me and you need to have a little bit more of a background story, historically, there's so much out there. And it blew my mind when I went to look, do your research on it. Because if you can trust the history of who Jesus was, then you you can trust the Gospels and you can trust the Gospels about us today individually and the truth there. And I I really pray that if you're not sure, you still don't understand, just do your research. God will show you the right people to help you understand, just accept Him. I mean, it is, it is truly the most profound thing that's ever happened in my life. And it has completely changed my life for the better. Like I said earlier, it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It means that I can go through day by day confident that when I die, I am going to be in Jesus's presence. And also I'm confident in the fact that his Holy Spirit is here as a friend to guide me. And that's something that the Bible talked about. And I wasn't really sure what the Holy Ghost was or the Holy Spirit. It was very confusing, but I like to say that he is like a friend, that he's here to guide us and to lead us to these right paths. And just, it's so hard to explain if you don't, if you haven't felt it, but that's just my prayer for you to do your research and just really consider what the gospel means. And I wanted to ask Ella if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what, yeah, what you were saying about the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, I, I definitely, it's so strange because, you know, back when I wasn't believing and I, I wasn't following Jesus, there was something about people. And I was like, there's something about this person that's just different. And one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 2.20, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And, you know, if you are listening to this and you are on not understand, you're, you're kind of like, well, this God that they speak of, you know, just pray for an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you know, pray that God will reveal himself. And, you know, one thing I know about God is that, you know, in the 15 years where I had Christian friends in my life, it's, it's that God's love is so relentless and it's a, it's a love that pursues us. And God knows each and every one of us so tailored and so different is that, when I look back at my walk, I was so stubborn and I was so, I grew up in a Catholic household and because I didn't really experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, I didn't really believe that anything in, in Catholicism could, you know, do anything because 
you know, I just sort of grew up under that. And so I had these mindsets about the Holy Spirit. I had these mindsets about who God was. And um, I just encourage you to, you know, the word says, seek and you will find. And so if we are sort of searching, just, yeah, pray for an encounter with the Holy Spirit, pray and and just say, cry out to him. And, you know, God always answers the cries of our heart. And um, in that moment, I, you know, I experienced and I encountered Jesus. And I think he knows exactly what each and every one of us uh, needs. And, He is always by his spirit, just drawing us closer. He will just speak to you. He'll plant seeds through his people, through through different things. And I believe humility to understand that we as humans without a savior are no good. I think that's that's probably where we need to get to is that understanding that we need a savior in our lives, that we live sinful lives and that our sin that put Jesus up on the cross. I think um, me and my own pride looking back, I was just like, I thought that I could just create my own rules for my life. I really thought that I was the creator of my, my own reality. But it's when we shift and we sort of look to Jesus and be like, okay, if we can understand that, okay, God, you created me for your purpose. My life was always designed for your glory. Then it's like, oh, okay, we are not in control. And so um, that's really relieving. But I suppose, you know, each and every one of us can, it can take a little bit for us to get to that revelation too and, and to, to come to that. So and the other thing I wanted to ask you Ella is if you've had any encounters or um, any difficult conversations with people that were in your past who were involved in the new age with you kind of how you dealt with those relationships if if there's any conversations that you had or any fallout I'm kind of interested in in hearing that whole process if you don't mind sharing so basically when I when I received Jesus, I said, okay, God, I'm going to throw out all my occult items. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to clean up my life. And because I knew that I was living a life of, you know, sin and, and these lies, I was just, it was quite easy for me to be like, okay, I'm just going to cut everything off. So I think um, pretty much I, I defriended everybody. And I think in this process, it was definitely a process because pretty much all of my old friends uh, no longer connected with um, my entire friends friends list are just basically defriended everybody, and I just really cleaned up everything so that my life could now be purely focused on seeking God and His Word and His truth. And He was very faithful in that because within days after I cried out to Him, He had surrounded me with community and fellowship because He knew that's what I needed. And I think as a, a new Christian, I think you know if we isolate ourselves, you know we don't have discipleship, then it's it's really tricky for us to really, you know, know God if we're not, we're surrounded by his people. So yeah, I, I think in the old community and the old life I was in, it was, I won't lie. It was such a, it was such a process that involved, I suppose, a lot of shame and a lot of condemnation. And it was a real process of, at the start, it was like dissociating myself from that life because coming to that realization of what I had been in, it was just a real, yeah, process. And I had cut off a lot of friends and I think slowly, you know, God, by his grace, he knew what I could handle. It's just, I ended up sort of having a, a few encounters with old, old um, friends and different, different members of, of the new age community. And I think it was more God really just freeing my heart of the false sense of responsibility I had to share the gospel with my old friends because I had such a sadness in my heart about how lost us in the new age are um, spiritually. And so, yeah, it was very, I think um, even my, my old Reiki teacher, 
there was definitely just a split there and there was definitely I suppose I think it was probably cutting away cutting away a lot of my old community I think that was probably one of the most difficult things because I think because I had formed such a foundation, what I believed to be truth, it's like all of my foundations had been taken out from underneath me in a good way, but God wanted me to form my foundations in Jesus. But actually, Kelly, this is such an interesting question, hey? I think, um, yeah, I, I probably believe that in terms of, I think having old conversations, I think one of the most difficult things for myself, even where I am now and what God is definitely forming more and more in me to have boldness to speak truth that is the gospel is being able to really share with people who are searching spiritually that Jesus is the Messiah of the world who came to to save us from our sin and he's not just another idol like the universe he's not just spirit source or universe or a version of spirituality that you call it's Jesus is above all Jesus is king and there is no other idols above God so I believe that's probably been the most difficult thing for me um, in being able to step out boldly and how to really share with people and to witness to people that Jesus is not just some other spiritual idol he is the messiah of the world that we need and yeah just answered this question I suppose in the most raw and real vulnerable way that I can at the moment I just yeah I just believe that yeah I think that has been probably the biggest challenge for me is because I've had so many revelations of the love of God and the blood of Jesus washing me clean in my life I know that he's real and I know that the love of God is real and I know that we are all children of God and I think living this life where he has just manifested his goodness to me more and more. I think I go deeper and deeper into a love and compassion for those who are lost and asking God for more and more wisdom on how to just be more gracious and to reach reach those people without having coming at it in a clean place, knowing that I am fully forgiven for being in the new age, but also being able to, yeah, coming to a deeper revelation of how clean I am from the past, that then God can use that by his spirit without fear yeah, to, to witness to others and to evangelize really. So, and share the gospel. I know that was, uh, <laughs> that was a hard question and um, I didn't prepare you for that. So I apologize. I think it's an important question because that can hold some people back. And a lot of people put a lot of faith and heart and just time into relationships and you can be scared to kind of let that go or you feel like almost ashamed to share like I, I'm still dealing with this too and almost like you don't want to lose those people even though you know what they're what they're going through isn't isn't right but I, I feel like that can hold a lot of people back so I, I just wanted to ask because uh, I know it's been a few years I'm, I'm going through it now I don't honestly I don't have a lot of friends who aren't Christian. I didn't really have a lot of friends to begin with, but still you you have that heart for them. And it's a hard ground to be on because you love those people, but you, you know what they're into isn't right for you anymore. And you want to show them grace and love and ultimately lead them to where you are. But being from that side recently, you don't want to be down their neck and beating them with the Bible because let's face it, that kind of turns everyone away and it's just not the right way to do it. So it's a hard question. And, um, you know, hopefully that can help someone just, just to know first, you're not alone in feeling that way because we, we put a lot of investments into relationships. They're pretty much the most important thing to everyone worldwide, no matter what your beliefs are. So 
it's normal to feel that way. And I think it's so good that, you know, God is opening your eyes to that, Ella, and, and just kind of um, having you reflect on, on those moments, those relationships, and kind of where he wants you to go now. And uh, so that's kind of my question now is, um, do you, do you have any plans? Do you have any projects, anything in, um, you know, and spreading the gospel that you want to share. Yeah, yeah, I do. And and thank you, Kelly. It's it's such a it was such a beautiful question because yeah, it was just um like wow. Yeah, just a really important because I think, you know, going into your question, like I was even, you know, praying this week and this morning and I, I absolutely have a heart for evangelism and you know, even getting back online, uh so three probably three years ago. Um, I haven't probably posted up a video since and, you know, I've just been, you know, asking God, God help me to get back online without the fear of, of man. And, and, you know, now it's going to be in you. And so I have a heart for evangelism and I, one of my prayers for my life is I said, Lord, like I would love so much because I have a background in photography and videography. I would love to create media or video photos. And I've, I just have a heart to create content that draws people to the love of God. I suppose now we're living in a bit of an online world and there's so much opportunity to reach people with the gospel. Um, and I have, um, yeah, I just, I love, I've done a couple of creative projects at the moment where I, I can feel like the Holy Spirit's with me and I'm like, okay, God, I, I do believe you're leading me into this. So um, yeah, I, I do. I've, I'd love to get back and yeah, get on back, back online and and just share my heart with people and just share fun stories and and what God has shown me and share the process and yeah, just really meet other other people who love Jesus and just be a vehicle to share their testimony, to create photos and videos um, that draw people to the love of God online and yeah, I would, I would love to communicate that. Yeah, that's amazing. And it really shows how we're all created to have certain talents. You know, ultimately, he would love for us to use our talents to glorify him, to spread the gospel. And it's just so amazing to see how different we all are, how different all of our talents are. At how useful it is. So I, I really encourage you all to get back out there. And, and I don't think it's an accident that I found your video. I think you only had one video on there. And it was your testimony. <laughs> so you definitely reached people. And one of the things that also blows my mind is how we are living in this age now where you can talk to people anywhere around the world at any time. And what an amazing tool that is. That is such a gift. And <laughs> to think, you know, just a press of a button we can share. So yes, I definitely encourage you to get back out there. Don't be scared. I was totally scared to start podcasting. I didn't want to go on social media again. I just... There was all this fear and doubt behind that. And um, it was a mistake to, you know, dwell on those thoughts because what I'm doing now is just amazing. It fulfills me. I love talking and meeting with people from all over the place and hearing their testimonies. It just it helps my faith. So I know it's going to help anyone else that's listening. And yeah, and anyone else that's listening, if you have a, a pool or a talent or something that you're kind of wavering on, you're not sure you got some fear. I just want to encourage you to be brave and to 
go out and share your talent with the world and especially to glorify Jesus with that talent because there's nothing more specific that you were created to do other than that. Of course, having a family and and friends and all that is, is a beautiful way to have community, but to have your talents reflected in that way that share the gospel and to reach others is there's nothing more peaceful and fulfilling about that. Like just doing this podcast, I love it. I just, I love it. And I'm sure Ella, whatever your, your photos, I've seen your photos. They're absolutely stunning. And you can totally use that in a way to share Jesus or whatever you want to do with that. But yeah, just, just go out and do that thing, whatever it is, you know, pray that you have guidance through it because yeah, you can't do it alone. You can only go so far and then you're just like, I don't know what to do. Um, but yeah, just, you know, rely on the, the Holy Spirit to guide you through whatever talents that you have to glorify him. And he will give you the answers. He's given me two answers. The first one was uh, recycling furniture. And I would, you know, buy from a garage sale. I would paint it and I would put a Bible in it and I put it outside for free. And that was the first thing that I did to share the gospel because I was quiet. I didn't know anybody. I like to paint. So there you go. It can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be huge in front of an audience, but there's ways and he will answer that for you for sure. I think you kind of touched on it already, Ella, but do do you have a favorite uh, Bible verse or chapter? I love, I think Philippians 4.13 is just the one that comes to mind. It was the very first scripture somebody sent me. Uh, Philippians 4.13 is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, I love that one. That's always just been a classic favorite of mine, just to remind me like exactly what you said. We come to the end of ourselves and we just pray, God, you know, help me because I can't do this on my own strength. And it's a constant reminder for sure. That's, yeah, it's a pretty big one for me. (laughs) That's a really good one. I am still trying to learn Bible verses. So that's why I like to ask the guests uh, what theirs is. Their favorite one is because it just kind of helps me for a quick reference and to help anyone that's listening. If you haven't heard one, there's, you know, there's a ton, obviously, but it's just interesting to hear ones that help individuals out and uh, verses that they kind of run to. So that's why I ask. But I am so, so grateful to have Ella here and sharing and just, um, just having a really great conversation. And I wanted to just kind of leave on a note where if you feel like you are stuck in a way of thinking, or if you're surrounded by any people or surroundings that are kind of holding you back from this, but you kind of have that little seed of wanting to learn more about Jesus, more about the Bible. I just want to encourage you to just take a step, whatever that step is. If it's doing research, reading a chapter in the, in the Bible, whatever it is, because those little steps is how I got to where I'm at. And I'm sure that helped Ella get to where she's at too, because it's kind of it's kind of hard to jump in all at once without understanding it fully. You know, you don't have to run <laughs> to Jesus. You can softly ask him to reveal himself to you, to like really prove that he's real to you. And he definitely does that. He will, he will show you. I just wanted to ask if Ella had any final thoughts for our listeners. Yeah, just a, a deeper revelation, I suppose. Just understanding that God is in control no matter what. I think um, if we just can understand that 
he loves us, that we were created for his purpose and we just need to yield to what he's doing and that's it. And that's really freeing and releasing and yeah, takes all the pressure off us, especially, um, you know, for people who want to sort of be in control of everything because we don't trust that anybody else has our back. You know, God is a God who will always be there for us because he'll never leave us. So if we just, um, yeah, just know that we can trust him with the path of our lives and just yield, then that becomes a cool sort of cruisy fun process than trying to fight him. So <laughs> Beautifully said. And thank you so much, Ella, for, for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that our listeners, I'm sure that they will love hearing your story too. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious perfect and just he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord so hang on to this for a minute I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living word of God throughout the Old Testament you will find that man is constantly sinning God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by one of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years a few hundred years before Christ came he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem they stated that God would send his son to save the world and this was also preserved through time now when Jesus came there were many Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression and specifically at that time the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for a Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every 
every single one of us, nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him. And when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. We're all sinners. God solved that problem by sending Jesus, and he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah, and to make it known to others, and to walk with him for the rest of our days. And I promise he will never fail you. We also must turn from our sin, or in other words, repent. We walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ, and these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is. I encourage you to read the New Testament. Maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible, but there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get plugged in. It is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, all I ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people. And of course, I appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll be back to share more testimonies next week. God bless.